Welcome back to the Georgia Sports Network. I am your host, John Gresham, and with me today is Wes Medeiros. Uh, today, we are going to be talking about the Falcons' upcoming um, matchup with the Jets. On Sunday, we're going to be talking about Georgia's upcoming matchup with Auburn, Deep South rivalry. And we're also going to be talking about Georgia Tech and their massive ACC battle with the Duke Blue Devils because, you know, we all care about that. So stick with us. Let's get it. All right, so guys, before we get to our teams that we love to talk about, let's talk about the fact that we are in, because I just, I want to take like five minutes to just acknowledge the fact that we are in, or, or coming up to, I guess you could say, maybe maybe the greatest time in sports is like right at the end of October, I would say. So we're getting there, but like it's really getting hot and heavy in sports. I mean, you've got everything going on how are you feeling right now about it Wes? how are you feeling just in general um i'm doing i'm making it um <laughs> now nah, i mean you're not wrong and i'm pretty sure it's getting to that point too where like it's three straight weeks of college fo- or not college football but just football where there's football on every day of the week for like the next three weeks i think yeah. i think we're coming up, i think we're coming up on that but dude i'm hyped like Baseball, we're in playoff baseball. Yep. We got NBA preseason starting. We got NFL. We got call it like, bro, it's the most wonderful time of the year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so so we're recording this Thursday night. Uh, Rams and Seahawks are going on. Uh, we just had the White the Astros absolutely handle the White Sox um, in the ALDS game one. We've got Red Sox Rays. ALDS game one. We just watched the NL and AL wild card yesterday. Um, you've got some insane matchups coming up Saturday for college football, the Red River rivalry, uh, Deep South's oldest rivalry, Arcan- number 13, Arkansas, number 17, Ole Miss, number four, Penn State, number three, Iowa, just massive matchups for college football. Um, and as, I mean, NFL, I mean, Really, every NFL game is a possible, crazy, insane, you know, want to watch, you should have watched game. So Plus just the Falcons. We know what's going to happen with yeah, the Falcons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, if you're a Falcons fan, you already know what to expect come Sunday morning um, because, as you know, um, we are playing in London. Um, nice little segue into that. Um, <laughs> we are playing the Jets. Uh, on Sunday at 10, uh, 9 30 a.m. is when it says it starts. I'm sure that's Dear. probably, yeah. Dear God. Yeah, I'm sure that's, um, I'm sure that's when the coverage starts. I'll be up for sure because I'm already getting up at 7 a.m. every day. So I'll be there watching right. for sure. I can't wait. I love waking up to football because, I mean, we're going to be watching the Falcons right off the jump. So we're already, I mean, we're in it. You know what I mean? We're already rooting. <laughs> we're, we're involved in football. We just woke up from a whole day of it. And then we're already drunk by noon. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And then after that, it's nothing but football on for the rest of the day. So, uh, and, and it's a bunch of football that we don't care about unless you got fantasy teams, which I do. So it's going to be a really fun day for me. Um, but let's talk about this. I mean, I don't want to call it an unfortunate game. I would say it's actually a good game that we're coming up on uh, because we need to beat the Jets. Um, they're a, they are a bad team. Um, so before we get into the, really the game of it, let's talk about some things prior to the game. Uh, the fact that Calvin Ridley did not make the trip to London due to some personal matters. How are you feeling about that? Um, I mean, like I said earlier, when, um, before we started recording that personal matter is probably not wanting to fucking play for the Falcons anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I mean, we should be able to beat the Jets without Calvin Ridley. Yeah. They, they are a bad team. Yeah, they are. They are a, a very bad team. And, I mean, I, I'm not trying to disrespect the Jets in any way because we're we're a pretty bad team ourselves. No, um, I love Zach Wilson. Yeah, and Zach Wilson's a good quarterback. Actually had a really good game last game in their overtime win. But uh, the bottom line is, is both of these teams are not good for different reasons. Uh, the Falcons are not good because we have new management, really, and we have no depth. We have top-of-the-line talent. I mean – like from the top down, I mean, from the top, 
down like maybe an inch. Yeah, maybe down like an <laughs> inch. We've got talent. You start digging any deeper, and I mean, you start reaching Alama De Zacchaeus, uh, Wayne Gallman, actually, who's who's actually been one of our better running backs in all honesty. But um, either way, um, it, it's just these two teams. And the Jets, on the other hand, they don't really have a lot of talent. They're um, a lot of young guys, uh, especially obviously led at the helm by Zach Wilson. Um, so outside of Ridley not making the trip to London, also uh, we we Falcon signed Dustin Colquitt because of our <laughs> terrible punting experiences with Young Young Waku. No offense, uh, we get it. That's not what you do. Young um, Waku's not even the punter. No, I know. That's what I said. No, no offense. It's yeah. not. What he, it's not what he does. He hasn't even been punted. It's been Nizalak. Yeah, I mean, if you expected. Young way could have come in there and like start punting at 45, 56 yards. You have you have a very, very bad understanding of kicking and punting. Wait, um, did Koo punt last game? Yeah, he had to, remember? No, I, I did watch the game last week. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nizelak. He um he had to come out, he came out of the game with a, a hamstring injury, I believe. And um, it was like the second kickoff, I think, of the game. So yeah, I mean. That's what I talked about actually in the podcast that I dropped uh, Tuesday was that like right off the bat last game with Washington, which is what if you didn't get to watch that game, we absolutely blew a lead to Washington, Um, you know, typical, typical Atlanta fashion. Um, But yeah, I mean, that's what I thought. I I talked about that. I mean, right off the jump, we lost a field position battle. Um, because we immediately lost our punter, meaning every time that we had to punt, we were probably going to give them way better field position than any team would normally get from a, a, a good punter or even a decent punter. So, um, and I mean, it's not, again, it's no offense to Young Way Koo. I mean, punting and kicking are completely different motions and they require a lot, a lot different aspects of the body. Um, so that's so that's why we signed Dustin Colquitt um, is because we need a punter. So that hopefully will help. And I, I mean, in all seriousness, that will be a necessary piece that we've added because uh, <laughs> Youngway. I mean, he. I think at one point he punted the ball like twenty five yards. So, oh yeah, yeah. So, um, and as I said, Adam Gase and the Jets coming off of a dramatic overtime win against the Titans um, after scoring only six points. In their two previous games combined, okay, two field goals, mind you, no touchdowns. That wasn't a touchdown, and now we missed the extra point. No. In two games prior to the Titans game, they scored two field goals, and that was it. So, and the Titans, I'm sorry, but they're depleted. Their defense is not nearly what anybody expected it to be. And, I mean, not that they expected a whole lot, but it's it's not even that good at all. And yeah, I mean, they're all – their offense has been depleted. I ate yeah, Julio. Like Julio and AJ Brown are hurt. Yeah, Julio, of course, is regular Julio, and AJ, unfortunately, is also uh, a lateral Julio. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, they they barely barely beat a depleted Titans team. Um, so, again, like we said, this is just two bad bad teams going at it. So let's start with the offense starting with the Falcons. What are you looking forward to in this week that you saw last week? Um, I'm happy that we were able to score from what I saw. Um, We were able to get some points on the board. Defense, once again, just couldn't stop anybody. Yeah. But that's going against a – a good, not a great Washington team or defense, but a good defense. So, like, I'll take it. I'll take the little victories moving forward. Yeah. Um, hopefully they got some, um, some, you know, pip in their step and can actually, you know, take, take that with that motivation that, you know, moving forward and just hopefully just dominate the Jets. Yeah. Yeah, they, I mean, they, so – I know you said you didn't watch the game. So, like, there was – there's quite a few penalties. Like, um, people have been talking about all week. Like, it was one of the most – it was – or it was 
a game where they had seen easily the most uh, flags picked up in a game. Um, there were multiple flags. Yeah, there were multiple, multiple flags that were thrown. And then they would, I think they would call something occasionally. And then they would actually come back and pick the flag up. And they would say the that, the, 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 that the, the penalty didn't happen. <laughs> and, um, and, and then they would go back and they'd show the replays. And, and it did. It clearly did. And don't get me wrong. They weren't all in favor of Washington, but there were a lot of them that were. And then there was a, a massive pass interference that was missed um, at the end of the game. And I even tweeted out about it. I said, was that – that must have been for for the – there was a uh, roughing the passer that happened. And even Falcons yeah. fans were saying, like, oh, we got away with one there and blah, blah. And, and in all honesty, I, I can't say we did. I don't know if you got to see the replay of it, but – the was, The Matt Ryan one? Yeah, 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 where he got hit yeah. the, with the forearm. With the forearm. That, that, that's forcible contact with the forearm, mind you, which is actually specified in the rule about forcible contact with the forearm. Yeah. And it was, to, it was actually to the chin, really, actually. If you rewatch it, he really takes it right on the chin, and his head actually actually jolts back. So yeah. um, there was some bad refing that really, that really cost us the game there, too, um, and some really bad play calling in the last four minutes. No shock, No shocker there. Yeah. Um, really, well, really in the last, really in the last ten minutes, because we got really conservative when we had the lead. We were up by like eleven, and we got really conservative. So I hate that shit. Yeah. So, um. Anyways, enough. Of, that's a bit the past of the past. So, let's talk about Washington. And actually, speaking of past of the past, nice little segue into Matt Ryan. Um. This man certainly has has gotten with the past of the past. I'm gonna give you Matt Ryan's stats through the last three games prior to Washington, and then I'll give you his Washington stats. His first three games, 707 yards, four touchdowns, three INTs, two fumbles, and a 32.8 average QBR. So absolutely terrible. You're barely managing a, a one a over one IN, a TD to INT ratio. You've got two fumbles. you got more turnovers than you have touchdowns. Um, yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. I get the fumbles. And so forth, you know, from the O line, but actually, our O line has actually played pretty pretty decently outside of two games. They've given up one sack in two games and three sacks in two others. And the other, the the second game, which was, um, let me see if I can see who it was. Um, I believe it was week three. Who did we play week three? Was it the Giants? Yeah. 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 So the. No, Giants we played last week. Oh, no, no, no yeah, 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 sorry, it was, it was the Giants. When we played the Giants, they got three sacks, but, like, one or two of them were coverage sacks. Yeah. I just want to point this out, though, because remember, like, week one we were talking about, oh, my God, the O-line's terrible, Jalen Mayfield's terrible. 4.7% <laughs> sack rate, good for ninth in the NFL. We have a top 10 O-line by passing standards, I guess you could say. I'm about to say bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, running-wise, actually, running-wise, we've actually had a pretty decent O-line as far as that goes. The problem there, I think, lies with the fact that we haven't got the right people to ball. Um, yeah. We'll get to that in a second. But, but yeah, so so Matt Ryan really outperformed himself as of these last three games at, at Washington or versus Washington. So, looking for him to actually improve, I'd like to see him get over 300 yards. Um, four touchdowns, good for me. <laughs> four yeah, touchdowns, right. yeah, four touchdowns, zero ints. We'll take that every game. Um, but I would like to see him get over 300 yards. I mean, that's just a nice little mark to always be able to hit with your quarterback. Um, so what I was talking about earlier, just a minute ago, though, was about the running game not getting the person, not getting the right people the ball. Now, I know you haven't, I know you didn't watch last game, but who has been the key to our offense as of right now? Cordero Patterson. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, he has been doing his damn thing. In both facets. Like, he's been an incredible receiver and an equally incredible running back. Um, yeah. But, you know, let's take a fucking tight end to number four and not fucking do anything with him. Yo, oh, yeah, I know. Well, the Pitts thing, man, I you got to put him outside. Why are we not putting him outside? Like, I would line him up as far outside as I could to, and dare them to put a corner on him because 
I'm going to send him as deep as I can, and I'm going to wish that you would put I, – I wish that your corner goes up and gets it. Because yeah. he is a big – that's a big dude out – if he was out there on the outside, dude, that's like Julio Jones big out there. So I'd say bigger. Yeah, maybe bigger. So, like, I, I just – the usage of him is just not quite there yet. And yeah. I don't know if it might be it's just they've got a very limited playbook because, again – You've got Calvin Ridley as the most experienced receiver on the team outside of Tajay Sharp. Um, and so I and and Hayden Hurst, he's got some experience, but and he, even he's young. I mean, he's only in what his fourth year, something like that, fifth year. Yeah. So, um, and this is only his second year with Atlanta. So, and plus, of course, new management, new coach, new offense coordinator, well, new all of everything. The thing is, too, is Arthur Smith was a Tennessee coach. To where all he would do is just turn around and hand the ball off to Derrick Henry. He can't yeah. do that here. Well, that's the thing. He could, maybe, no. maybe not, not with the backfield we have, but not with Mike Davis. But but check this out, Mike Davis, forty nine attempts, one hundred and fifty one yards, zero touchdowns, three point one yards per attempt. Okay, is that check on the out- season? Yeah, that's on season. Check out the other two backs. Cordero Patterson, 27 attempts, half the attempt. Look, technically, well, yeah, a little over half. 27 attempts, 119 yards, one touchdown, 4.4 yards per attempt. He's averaging a whole yard point three more per attempt. <laughs> on top of that, dude, Wayne Gallman, now this is – very, very, very small sample size, but we saw a lot of him last week, and a lot. I think a lot of these attempts came from last week. I think he had like four or five last week. Six attempts, 29 yards, 4.8 yards per attempt. The man is almost averaging five yards a carry. Now, again, six attempts, very, very small sample size. Yeah. But, 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 but okay, I get it. Small sample size here, but guess what? 49 attempts, you're almost 50 carries in with with Mike Davis, and he ain't even got 100. Uh, he ain't even got 200 yards yet. Come on now, that's uh, even if he had 50 carries at 200 yards, that's 25 carries for 100 yards. Okay, there are backs that do 100 yards in 15 to 20 carries. <laughs> yeah. So Davis is not the guy. Now I'm not saying don't hand the ball off to him. I think he's a good back. I mean, he's got 16 receptions, 80 yards, a touchdown, five yards per reception. That's pretty good. That And and he he will run people over. But I think yeah. with Davis, the key with him is to actually get him outside. Now, you have to find a way to get him out there by, you know, maybe having him run a little flats um, and little, um, what are they, the option routes where they come right up the middle. And they and then they cut left or right. Oh, yeah, get, yeah, yeah. get him the the ball there because if you remember, because uh, I don't think it was maybe it was Washington. Um, he caught a ball on the outside and ran over like five or six people in like eight yards and got a touchdown. Yeah. Um. So I'm not saying don't use him. There's I just think there's a better way to use him. And Cordero Patterson has clearly shown the ability to run the ball from the backfield. Hand it to him. Yeah, I mean, why not? It, yeah, feed the hot hand. Now, don't get me wrong. I've been playing fantasy for a couple of years. I know about Cordero Patterson, <laughs> and I know <laughs> I know why everybody's trying. Why he's like one of the most traded players on fantasy right now. Um, I get it, but if he's already if he's doing it, just keep doing, keep feeding the ball. Because honestly, at this point right now, if you came out next week. And gave Patterson 25 carries, I'd be like, hey, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. It yeah. would make sense. And even if he only gets 80, 60 yards, okay, I get it. Maybe we can't run the ball. But right now, Patterson and Gallman really have shown that we can run the ball. They just, they're not, they're giving the ball to Mike Davis. And I think the other part of it is they key on Mike. Their defense is key on Mike Davis. I think they see Mike Davis come in and they go, this is probably a run. I'd rather, I'm not letting Mike Davis beat me. That's for sure. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, there's, there's, there's that. Um, O line, kind of already talked about them. You know, uh, again, 
really McGarry and Mayfield had the bad first game, of course. He got awful, like two point something rating. Yeah. Um, or one point something rating for pass blocking. But McGarry has honestly been one of the worst pass block, one of the worst blockers in general through both all three weeks. Mayfield has actually shown great improvement um, over the last three weeks. So complete 180. Yeah. And I mean, we just talked about the 4.7% sack rate. I mean, this O line actually can block for, for Matt Ryan. Um, which is dangerous. Get the fuck open. Yeah. Well, again, you know, that goes back to, I, I don't know if it's really the receiver's fault. Again, you know, this week it's going to be really tough. I mean, you're going to be really relying on Kyle Pitts, Aiden Hurst, Alamade Zacchaeus, Tashe Sharp. Um, combined, they have 10 receptions. So not, not, not Pitts and Hurst, obviously, but, but Zacchaeus yeah. and Sharp. Um, so, I mean, it, uh, you're going to have to find – and honestly, though, I will say Zacchaeus and Sharp do present kind of a one-two punch. Zacchaeus can really blow the top off of a defense. Tajay Sharp's more of a bigger-built guy, can, can, you know, get that that catch over the middle. So Yeah, Zacchaeus has been doing his thing, too. Yeah, and he hasn't played bad either. Um, he has he has honestly played pretty well. He's uh, So, actually, t- speaking of him, he's got six receptions, 69 yards, a touchdown. And a touchdown. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, if he had that line in a week, that's a solid fantasy week. You know what I mean? Like you're definitely not mad about that. I mean, that's almost 20 points. So um Zacchaeus, when he gets the ball, is doing doing good things with it. Eleven point five yards per reception. I mean, that's first down every time he catches the ball. So um, but Tajay Sharp's gonna be heavily relied on as far as as far as getting the wide receiver core going, I mean, he's the veteran yeah. now <laughs> with with Ridley, with Ridley sitting out. So, um, and then as far as the Jets go on offense, man, they're terrible. Um, Zach Wilson had a good game last week. Um, he finally got everything together: sixty-one point eight percent completion, two hundred ninety-seven yards, two touchdowns, and an INT. Um, <laughs> he had previously thrown two touchdowns and seven INTs. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so Zach Wilson had not been playing well up until now. Do you think that we see the – do you think our defense can produce that Zach Wilson from the last three weeks, or are we going to see Zach Wilson from the Titans against this defense? Uh, We're going to see BYU Zach Wilson. (laughs) Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Um, No, I mean, Zach Wilson has more ways than Trevor Lawrence. He what? He has more wins than Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I mean, I think he's going to take a step forward. He's got that, those bad games out of the way. He's got those rookie jitters out of the way. And I mean, both teams are going to be fucking sucking because it's a 9 30 start here. Oh, yeah. And I mean, they had to fly out all weekend. Yeah, I'm so, sure. All, it's, all, uh, all the fast the scoring game. I think. I just think both defenses are going to be a little. I don't think the defense is going to make stops. I think the offenses are going to stop themselves. <laughs> yeah, I could see absolutely these two offenses shooting themselves in the split. <laughs> um, I think it's a low scoring game. I think Atlanta pulls it out there. Oh, really? So okay. I mean, I mean. We don't really have much on the defenses. I mean, they both suck. So, because um, <laughs> I, I mean, the offenses are the main the main topic here. I mean, it, the def- both of these defense. I mean, the Jets defense is just terrible. I don't know how long it's going to take before we even see a good Jets defense. Um, and the Falcons, man, they've got they've got some decent guys to build around. But something we have to all understand about the Falcons is. It's going to be an up and down season. It may not really ever get that high. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's it's it, look. Arthur Smith could say anything he wants. I don't give a shit. It's a rebuilding season. Okay, this is a rebuilding season, and probably so is next year. To be honest with you, um, yeah, I expect to see some improvement, but I do not expect to see a playoff run next year. Certainly not this yes. year. Um, but like that's okay. Like it's okay to not be good 
because sometimes that's what happens when when you go. I mean, we just went to the Super Bowl three years ago. Um, we so had I'm, the greatest offense in NFL history. Yeah, exactly. So, like, you're going to have to come down from that at some point. <laughs> you know what I mean? Are and you, though? Because New England never did. Well, yeah. Well, that, I mean, to be honest, that's because they had – one of the greatest – they had the greatest quarterback of all time who was willing to restructure his contract constantly. Yeah. I mean, he had a lot of players that were really good that bought into this whole, you know, I, you know, it's for the team thing. And not only that, don't get me wrong, Julian Edelman, great, great player. Uh, Wes Welker, great player. Uh, Randy Moss, obviously a great player, but by the time he got to them, he was relatively old. Bro, they went undefeated that year. I know, but I think it has to do with the fact that Tom Brady finds a way, and, and Bill Belichick with their game planning, find a way to open up receivers that you – like, I mean, look at the receivers that he's had over the years. I mean, he – over the years he was in New England. I mean, he, he basically had – when you look at what they did in college, he had nobody as far as draft pick-wise, what they didn't call anything like that. Most of the yeah. receivers he ever dealt with were, were not supposed to be that good. And so, I mean, that tells – I think that tells you that, – that's a telltale sign about who was behind center and who yeah, yeah. who was behind the guy behind center as well um, in, in his head. Um, yeah. So – but I, I'm getting a little off track, but, <laughs> I mean, it, 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 it's, it's a rebuilding season. I mean, and that's just what it is. So this is just what we can yeah. expect from the Falcons and we'll be lucky to beat the damn jets. Sorry about you, but that's what it is. Um, but so before we move on to Georgia, I will say though, the jets do have one thing going for them. Jamison Crowder is back. So watch Great. out. So watch out. <laughs> Cause they actually, I mean, in all seriousness, they're going to have Jamison Crowder and Corey Davis back. And we just lost Isaiah Oliver um, for the year. So, I mean, it's, I don't know who they're going to put at corner, but I hope his name is not TJ or green because he's terrible. Um, uh, so I'm, I'm still sticking with my pick there. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll say, yeah, to be honest though, I, I will say, yeah, Falcons, I'm going to say 28, 17. I think the jets get a late score, make it, make it 17. Right. I'm think, saying like, 1720. 1720. Okay. Yeah, I think I think the defense comes to play. I think this defense is, is pretty decent, the Falcons defense. I just think there's the holes in the secondary have to be exposed, and I don't think Zach Wilson can expose it. So and and they have no running, no rushing attack at all. Depends on um, what Zach Wilson do we get. We get the beginning of the season, Zach Wilson, or do we get BYU Zach Wilson? Yeah, well, I mean, I think that all hinges on on who the hell shows up on defense. Yeah. Um, so moving on to Georgia, got the deep South's oldest rivalry with Auburn. Um, I mean, this is a big game, but I, there's a, there's just a part of you that just feels like this is going to be another, not Arkansas, I don't think, but like, you know, just another where, you know, first quarter is kind of like, okay, Second quarter's like, eh. and then from the third and fourth, you're just kind of like, okay, Georgia's gonna have control of this. You know what I mean? Like that's just what it yes. feels like. It feels like it's gonna, it's gonna seem like it's gonna be a good game, and then it's not gonna be. Like that's just what I feel like's gonna happen. Yeah. Uh, no, I, just, go ahead. I feel that. I, I feel that one hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, it just after watching. Now, don't get me wrong. Again, we've I said this last podcast. Arkansas is still Arkansas, and I think we knew coming in that Arkansas was not, you know, a top ten team, but they are good. And what we yes, did to them, was, yeah, yeah. So they they're nothing to um to to bat an eye at. Um, so I this this is going to be a big game, and it will. I it will be competitive for the first two quarters, but I just don't see it being competitive longer than that. Um, and it's not that Auburn isn't good. Auburn is pretty good. 
It's just that I think Georgia is that good this year. Like I think I, I've seen a couple people releasing their like their tiers of teams, and Georgia and Alabama are the only two in tier one. And I think oh, that's yeah. accurate. Yeah, it's Alabama, Georgia, everybody else. Yeah, it really is. And I mean, I I don't think it's close after the first quarter. Oh, you think you think we take control early? Uh, when you have a defensive lineman running 19 miles an hour, yeah. Bro, Jordan Davis is ridiculous, bro. Ridiculous, dude. I, I don't think it's close after the first quarter. Yeah. Um, here's, here's With the thing. or without JT? Like, yeah. Um, I, I just don't believe in Auburn. I just don't believe in them coming – coming. well, I, I mean, we're going to Jordan O'Hare. But here's the thing. The, Auburn's had a rough three weeks, yeah. okay? They went and played Penn State at Penn State, lost. They come back home and barely beat Georgia State. And then they go to LSU and have an, a thriller to win that. They are coming in – Back home, they're coming back home exhausted. And guess who they've got lined up? Yeah. Number number two, Georgia, number 13, Arkansas at Arkansas. And then they come back home and welcome number 17 Ole Miss. And then after that, it's Texas AM. So dear God. Yeah, they have a rough, rough middle of the middle of the year schedule. I mean, rough. So well, I mean, they're they're coming off that emotional win. Yep. They're gonna be they're gonna be like you said they're gonna be exhausted, mm. and that's why I don't think it, it lasts out of the first quarter. Yeah, I mean, bro, they were down twenty eight against Georgia State. Oh, I know. I I fully thought that they were gonna lose that game. I was they like, should have. They should have. Yeah. Um, I I a hundred percent when I checked the score, uh. I think it was like halftime or whatever it was. I was like, they're gonna lose that game, and they're gonna come. They're gonna come to Georgia, or they're gonna go to LSU after losing to Georgia State and lose to LSU too. But obviously, I'm kind of glad. I'm kind of glad they beat LSU because they have that emotional high right now. Oh yeah. So, and I don't know what Auburn has done to like warrant their fans being so like confident. Because their fans are confident right now, oh, and yeah. I don't know what and I don't know what they've done this season to warrant that. Besides winning at LSU for the first time since nineteen ninety nine. Well, one thing I think that may have them confident is Bo Picks is not throwing picks this year. Uh, zero ints on the year for Mister Bo Picks. He also tried to throw a fade out on fourth down, and Penn State wasn't even close to the receiver. Oh yeah, yeah, no, I'm not. Trust me, I'm not saying he's any good. I I, I have no confidence in both. <laughs> yeah. He's 0-2 against Georgia, and none of the games have been close. And he yep. hasn't been good in either one of those games. Yep. Yeah, he he is going to have a rough day against this defense. Um, yeah. It's – I don't I'm, – I'm, I think I could see um, – I could see three turnovers, two picks and a fumble. Um. We don't allow a touchdown. That's my hot take. Oh, 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 yeah. I mean, I said the same thing. I mean, actually, now that now that you say it, I said the same thing. I said we're not we're not going to give up a a um a touchdown until um until until Florida, and and now I have my doubts about Florida. I might even say I might even say that Kentucky has a better chance of scoring a touchdown against us than Florida or Auburn. Yeah, um, like, and they they don't score. Or yeah, they, they don't get a touchdown. Yeah, and dude, if I'm telling you right now, if Auburn or Kentucky doesn't get a touchdown on us, if and I'm gonna call this right now, if Auburn or Kentucky does not get a touchdown on us, nobody scores a touchdown on us the rest of the year. Not a single team. Maybe I mean until we get to the SEC title, but yeah, there's no one team to score on this defense. 
And that was like third string defense against South Carolina. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's bro. You know what? You want an even hotter take? You ready? Oh yeah. Auburn didn't even make it to the red zone. Auburn doesn't make it to the red zone. No. Okay. I mean You can quote me. You can quote me on that too. Auburn won't make it to the red zone. Jordan here will be rocking until kickoff. Until kickoff. We get kick we, <laughs> we get ball for here's here's how it's gonna happen. Jordan here's gonna be rocking until kickoff. Auburn wins the toss. They defer the second half. Georgia runs the ball down their fucking throat the first possession. Bo picks, throws a pick. First drive. We score is wrap. We score it's a wrap. So Bo picks, as you said, has not fared well against Georgia. So his first year. 60% completion, 200, and he threw 50 passes, mind you. 60% completion rating, 245 yards, and a touchdown, okay? So, that 13 attempts rushing, 42 yards and a touchdown. So, not bad. Not a bad year on his freshman year, but still took that L. Uh, next year, that's when they played us. That's That was when they played us uh, second game of the year. Um 40 passes, 52.5 completion percentage, 177 yards, and an INT. 11 attempts for eight yards. And then, of course, he'll have this year. So, not – yeah, like you said, like he does not play well against Georgia, and he's taken an L both times he's lined up against this team. So, it's – it is not going to be a good day for him. Because this is – you, if, if he thought he performed badly against those defenses, this defense is, is twice as good as any defense he's faced. Yeah. So, um, defensively, nothing to really talk about. I mean, everybody just needs to keep doing the damn thing. Um, Actually, I, I, got, I got something to say on defense. Okay, go for it. Um, Georgia has shut out two SEC opponents in a row. All right. Obviously, that's defense. Last time – a Georgia team shut out two SEC teams in a row was 1980. Woo! Don't tell me that now. I I I'm saying it. I'm getting my hopes up. I'm a I'm a Georgia sports fan. Like we all know how that goes. But yeah, no. Last time the a Georgia defense shut out two SEC teams in a row, it was 1980. And that was the last time they won the national title. Damn. Just, just saying. Okay. Well, so Ooh, hold on. I got one more. I got one more hot take. One more. Okay. Tank Tank Bigsby only gets fifty yards rushing. Oh yeah, I'll buy that. Yeah. Yeah, I'll buy that for sure. Yeah, that run and defense ain't, ain't Georgia, playing no games. Georgia covers a fifteen and a half. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I can see that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I have I have them winning. Uh, so I, let's give a quick prediction. Who do you got? And what, I mean, I know who you got, but what's the score? 35-6. Okay. I am um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say 31-9. I'm gonna say I get three field goals. Obviously. Yeah, yeah but but yeah, I, I don't I don't see that Auburn offense. I they don't have anybody that can one stretch the defense. Like yeah. the best receiver they have is the dude that got kicked off the Georgia football team. <laughs> and fucking Demetrius Robinson. Yeah. This is like his fifth team he went to. It's like his fifth college. Jesus. So that should tell you something. <laughs> yeah. That's uh but yeah. That I, I would say that defines your character, but maybe that also defines his football career as well. Yeah, he didn't do shit when he was at Georgia. Yeah. That's what I well. That's what I was thinking. I was like, I I don't really remember him doing that well here. So yeah, because he was so hyped when he he came from Cal. We were everybody was super hyped and fucking just shit the bed. Yep. Um. So. Uh, obviously, the big talk this week is is who is going at quarterback. Now I don't. They haven't officially announced who's starting, have they? Nope. Okay. So I and they usually don't. I think Kirby normally. Normally gives out that information last minute. 
Yeah, game time um, decisions. Yeah. So, just real quick, though, I want to point out, and this is a little, this is a, this is actually kind of cool in its own right. JT Daniels is 54 for 71, 567 yards, completion percentage 76.1, so very, very good completion percentage. Averages eight yards in attempt, not bad. Highest, highest in the uh, conference. Yeah. Five touchdowns, two INTs. Now, check this out, though. The mailman, 29 for 41, 515 yards, 70.7 completion percentage, a 12.6 average. Oh, and also his longest is 89 yards, along with a six-touchdown, two-INT ratio. Now, I get it. You know, he, he got to play that full game against UAB. JT Daniels wasn't there for it. But I'm just saying – I think we have two starting quarterbacks here. Now, I don't think Stetson Bennett is as good as JT Daniels, even though, like, the stats say differently, but... JT just can't say fucking healthy. I know. I know, and I don't understand that because it... I I mean, was he... Because where where did he come from? USC, right? Yeah. And did he miss a season due to an injury? Yeah, he tore his ACL. That's what I... Okay, that's what I thought. So... Other than that, like... But like that's helpless. not been the but that's not been the issue, right? Like his ACL no. has, has been other things. That's why I'm saying no. that's why I don't understand. It was, it was oblique against Arkansas, and now it's his lack. Yeah. So I don't know. I I mean, like I said though, I mean, we have two starting quarterbacks virtually. So I hey, I mean, I mean, Stetson Bennett the four did his thing last year against Auburn. This is true. So fucking put him but let the mailman start again. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Put him in. Well, Put him in, coach. Put him in, coach. Put me in, coach. Um, and then of course we have a tandem of running backs: Samir White, James Cook, Kendall Milton, Kenny McIntosh. Um, Dejon Edwards is seeing some carries now. So, um, just an absolute ridiculous timeshare of running backs happening. Um, the running back average per carry is ridiculous. Okay, five point two, six point two, four point six. 4.4 and 3.6 is the lowest per carry. Um, and that's Dejon Edwards. So, I mean, dear God. Yeah, just absurd in the backfield. Um, and then to top it off, we have three to four really good receivers. Uh, well, and one of them being a tight end. And these aren't even our starters. Uh, the best tight end in the nation. In the nation. And he's not even a starter. Okay. Brock Bowers, the fastest man alive for one week of the year. Um, 18, it was, it was he didn't get fast. This was second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 18 receptions, 272 yards, four touchdowns. His average is 15.1. Jermaine Burton, 17.2. Adonai Mitchell, 17.4. And Lad McConkey, 13.2. I mean – Dude, Lad has been killing it. Yes, he has been a nice little piece on the outside. Or is he is he the inside receiver? I can't remember which one lines up inside. I think it's Jermaine Burton lines up inside, right? Yeah. He, yeah, and McConkey's on the outside and then Donnie Mitchell. I mean, all I know is we're missing Pickens still. We're missing Blake Yes. yes. Pierre has barely been getting any playing time. Yep. Like, dude. Yeah, I mean <laughs> – I mean, Karis Jackson has five receptions for 59 yards. Like, it, we're not even involving our best receivers yet. And Don't let this team get healthy. Oh, dude, this team gets healthy. It's going to be it's gonna be ugly for some teams. And the fact that, like, the team's not healthy and they're playing with this much confidence. Oh, yeah. And this much cohesion. Like, bro. Like, I don't see how, why – like I was saying earlier, I don't see why Auburn fans have confidence. I don't either. Game. I don't either. Look, you've got two players on the defense alone that you could probably put up and say they might deserve defensive player of the year right now. Um, yeah. Lewis Seen and Nicobe Dean are out of their minds right now. Lewis Seen has 19 tackles as a defensive back, along with five pass deflections and an INT. Now he needs he's probably gonna have to get a couple more interceptions. 
definitely gonna have to get some more pass deflections. Obviously, I think the main thing is he's gonna have to get back there and get himself a couple sacks um, because Nakobe Dean is absolutely killing it as well. The only thing he doesn't have is pass deflections. Um, oh, he he doesn't have a forced fumble yet. Nakobe Dean, that's what I'm calling for this week. Nakobe Dean forced fumble. He's gonna make Bo Nix fumble this week. I'm calling that right now. Put it on the board. Isn't that what they say in pro football focus fantasy? Put it on the board. Put it on the board. Um, not a sponsor. Um, Nicobe Dean, I'm calling it right now. I think he gets a forced fumble this week. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, this defense is just out of out of their minds. Um, Jordan Davis as an absolute monster. Um he is – I just want to, like, emphasize – well, how, how fast did you say he went? It was, like, 19.8, I think. Okay. Or, hold on. Let me look it up. Okay. Put put yourself – be Bo Nix for just one play. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to. You line up behind your center, and you look up and see six foot, six inches, 340 pounds of man – Standing in front of you. Well, he's not standing, but he damn sure looks like he's standing. Might as well be. And then on top of that, he can get into your backfield in less than three seconds. Okay. Yeah. It was 19.8 miles per hour. David Pollock like and measured he, him on the on the GPS. I don't know how the fuck that happened, but yeah. <laughs> he will run down your fastest running back. From sideline to sideline. <laughs> and he is a nose tackle. Yes. Now he is the key to this defense. Don't get me wrong. Him and Nicobe Dean lead this defense because while Jordan Davis doesn't really actually have like a lot of, of stat wise, I mean he's got he's got 10 tackles and a, and, a, and one and a half sacks, but he blows up so many plays. He influences so many plays. And on top of him actually, you know, swim moving and, and getting around defender, I mean. Lineman, he doesn't have to. No, when he lines up, they had. I saw one play, they had three people blocking him at one point because they have to. So, I mean, that's why Nicobe Dean's playing out of his mind. That's why Lewis Seen is able to play out of his mind because Jordan Davis opens up these, these alleyways for them to run through and get to the ball carrier. Don't forget about Nolan. <coughs> COVID. Yeah, I got the vid. Um, don't, don't forget about Nolan Smith now. Oh, I know, I know. I, I mean, it it's hard to to even keep up with every player on this team. I mean, there are there. I mean, we have. Let's see. Starting from the total tackles, we have one, two, three, four. Five, well, hold on, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine players in double digit tackles. And out of those nine players, two of them are defensive backs. And, and one of them is a top two as a defensive back. So like, and then the other, the other eight are linebackers and defensive linemen. So, I mean, it is literally just, it is 10 players on one side of the ball, absolutely flying around and and hitting anything and everybody that puts their hands on the ball. Um, so I, I mean, his defense is is ridiculous. And I mean, he, people keep talking about how it's a historic defense and so on and so forth. I mean, it, it it's gonna be incredible to watch how they approach this season and to see what happens with some of these teams they play like especially this week, Auburn. Um, and, I mean, even coming into the Arkansas game, like, people talk about Arkansas was this, that, or the other. They were the number 18-ranked offense, I believe, or number 15-ranked offense yeah, coming they, into the week. Were, yeah. And now they're ranked, up like, 40th? Jet, they just upset another a top-10 team in Texas A&M. Yeah. Like, Arkansas, I don't give a fuck. All of, of course, you know, Georgia beat the shit out of them, the narrative all of a sudden, oh, Arkansas wasn't what we thought they were. Blah, blah, blah. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, I mean that, and that's I mean, that's how it's always been for Georgia, because I mean they just don't expect um 
I don't expect us to do those kind of things because I mean we just don't. Um, but I this team feels different, man. I feel differently about this team. It does. Yeah, uh, I'm getting scared saying that. Like I feel like. <laughs> so, oh yeah, I know. I feel like I've said that every year. Knock knock on wood. No, like yeah. legit though. Like this this one does feel different. Yeah, for sure. Um, so. Real quick, let's let's finish up with Georgia Tech. Um, they've got a matchup with Duke. It's not, not basketball. No one cares. Yeah, it two. <laughs> it, it's a two and three team versus a three and two team. Neither one of them are probably going to be competing in the ACC title game. Um, well, I don't yeah, know. Maybe maybe if Duke wins, maybe. Um, no, dude. That's that's Wake Forest is to win. Yeah, for sure. I think so too. Um, and I, I think Wake Forest and UNC are going to end up winning it because I think UNC just kind of faltered against uh, against Georgia Tech here. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, and it's not that UNC's already got two losses. Have they? Yeah, I know, but I just, I mean, but again, that's how bad the the ACC is right now. Right. Um, you know, I and it's not 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 hating on Georgia Tech. I I, I am somewhat a fan of Georgia Tech, but for one. Um, I'm actually trying to get a a Georgia Tech fan to to be able to come on here, um, so that we can actually get him in here to talk about Georgia Tech a little bit more in depth. Because I mean, while I do watch them, um, I haven't been a fan all my life, and so like it's hard to contribute. Like it really is a little bit more difficult to contribute to a conversation about a team when you haven't been a fan of them your whole entire life, or just when you don't give two shits about them. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that too. I mean, I know you you really don't care about the other Giants. I literally every time I drive through downtown Atlanta, that's fucking um, tech. Literally, I flick it off like every time. Like every, my wife's like, you you need to stop doing that. I'm like, no, fuck them. <laughs> um. So yeah, I mean, again, I want Georgia Tech to win. I'm obviously rooting for them, but um, just uh, this is just one of those build up wins. I think if you beat Duke. Um, this is a good win for them because they kind of uh, established themselves in the ACC. They're saying, Hey, you know, we're not, we're not that same Georgia tech team that's been, you know, kind of lollygagging their way through football, uh, lollygagging their way to 500 seasons and shit. Um, this is a team that's for real. And I mean, this is under a brand new coaching staff, a brand new offensive scheme, a brand new defensive scheme. So this is going to be a long, bumpy road for Georgia Tech. Um, and like I said, I just – I don't know enough about them history-wise. I don't I don't pay attention enough to them to really get in-depth about them and talk about how nice it is to see this. Because, like, I know that it's nice to see this team play this way because, I mean, hell, you've got a quarterback that threw, what, five games, right? Yeah, five games, has 613 yards. Okay, that's average of 100-plus yards a game. I'm pretty sure that's – well, you, you've also been playing Jeff Sims through the year. But but I'm just saying out of the one QB, and that's that's why I say just the one QB, because even with the one QB throwing 613 yards, because the whole team's thrown for 1107 together, which oh. yeah, which is far more than they've ever thrown for. Um, probably, yes, in a, probably in a season, honestly. Good, good um, for the nerds. I know. Um but Jordan Yates has an average of over 100 yards per game right now, and I'm almost positive that's probably an average that's higher than 80% of the quarterbacks that have played at Georgia Tech in the last 10 to 15 years. Um, so you guys, like, Georgia Tech is moving in the right direction, as you can tell. I mean, like I said, that was only one quarterback. Jeff Sims threw 494 yards. So Georgia Tech is moving in the right direction. Um They've actually got a nice little three receiver. Uh, I mean, um, yeah, three receiver set. Uh, Malachi Carter, I was trying to pronounce his name wrong. Uh, Kyrick McGowan and Jameer Gibbs, actually, some really good, talented receivers. Um, that I'm, I'm actually excited to see them progress through because I believe they're all. Um, I believe they're they're n- neither one of them are uh, seniors yet. Malachi's junior. Um, and I believe Kyrick and uh, and Jameer. Oh, Kyrick is a senior. Um, but anyways, and he'll um, never be Georgia. 
Yeah, probably. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> not 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 him. Well, not like. Can you even call this game a rivalry anymore? Um, I now. All right, so not right now. You can't. Um. You. We'll 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 get into this later in the season. Yeah, I, it's there. It's. I mean, I mean, of course, you call it a rivalry. Like, no disrespect, but it is not. It is not the rivalry that like it may have even kind of used to have been even ten years ago when when Georgia Tech would sometimes come in and upset Georgia. That doesn't yeah, happen anymore. And it's not probably going to happen for quite a while. Um, Georgia Tech's going to have to build up a better team, and then they're going to have to get into a very elite level of talent to be starting to upset Georgia on a regular basis or, or yeah. beating Georgia on a, on a semi-regular basis. Now, will they get a couple upsets from here in the next 10 years? Absolutely. Oh, I'm sure they will. Maybe. Um, but I really would only put it at about one, one, maybe two, maybe, because okay. I mean, I mean, we, like we talked about earlier, Georgia and Alabama are moving themselves, especially, especially Georgia. Now Alabama's kind of already been there, but, those two are moving themselves into a tier that is unknown to everybody else in college football. Um, and uh, you can call it a good thing or a bad thing, depending on who you're a fan of. But I know being a fan of Georgia is definitely a good thing. <laughs> um, I love it. So, I, you know, I know a lot of other people hate it. But um, so that's it for today. Um, I kind of ran a little long. Didn't mean to run this long, honestly. Still trying to get this whole thing down. This is still kind of brand new for me talking about. Um, I mean, it's, it's just trying to limit my time now at this point because, I mean, it used to be we had so much to bring in. Um, if you guys listen to this podcast before we moved to just Georgia sports, we struggled to get everything in in like an hour. Now I'm trying to – now I'm struggling to get everything condensed down <laughs> into a shorter amount of time. Because I, I want to get these to about 30 minutes, but um, – Yeah, we didn't even talk about playoffs. Playoffs? What do you mean? Yeah, the Braves. Oh, no, no, no. I, I'm, I'm going to do episodes like – so, actually, I'm, I'm glad you said that. Um, I'm actually going to do an episode tomorrow. Um, now, I mean, if you want to come in and talk about it, that's fine. We can do that. But I, I was going to talk about it myself since I know you're not a Braves fan. And you know, the Cubs aren't in the playoffs and shit. So hey, I fuck you. I didn't, I, I'm just saying, I didn't know if you were – let me down to talk about it. I didn't know if you even really wanted to. So, maybe, but um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll end with this: knows. beat Milwaukee. Fuck the Brewers, bro. Bro, I'm trying to tell you, dude. I am trying to. Tell you. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, speaking of, like, yeah, if you're listening and you came searching for the Braves, I doubt you listened all the way to this part. But if you are just <laughs> looking forward to the Braves podcast that might be coming out, I am going to be releasing an episode, maybe with maybe with Wes if he, if he comes on. Um, we'll see. Probably tomorrow night. It'll probably be out because this will probably be out tomorrow morning. Um, so I will release that tomorrow night, or I will I will we'll record that tomorrow night, and then we'll be talking about the playoffs, and then we'll also talk about Atlanta United um, because they are still in the hunt. I believe they're still looking for the playoffs, right? I I'm yeah. not totally into soccer myself either, so I'm I'm still getting like I'm. I, I have updates updates and stuff set for Atlanta United and I even checked it today and I still don't get like some of the stuff that happens like I still have to actually like go onto the page and find some of the things that happen with the team like it just I the, don't know why. the top eight in the table yeah. they get to the playoffs yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I I'm just saying like injury wise and stuff like that like I don't get those kind of notifications for whatever reason uh, um I don't know why it is but yeah so I. Again, I want to get a guy in here that knows more about soccer, that's been playing soccer all their lives. Like, I want to get somebody in here that's, that's been doing um, soccer and also Georgia Tech. Um, I'd, I'd really prefer, like, I'd like to get somebody who's big into baseball, somebody who's big into, uh, into soccer and get them in here, obviously fans of our teams. But um, so if you're listening and you want to get in here, obviously just shoot us a message, shoot my, shoot my Instagram and my – Again, shameless plug, follow us on Twitter, uh, Instagram. Uh, actually, those are the main ones. Um, I'm working on Facebook, but I probably – I don't even know if I'm going to do it. Um, but follow us there. You guys can comment and message me. And then also, 
there is actually a link at the, the bottom of this episode in the description. You guys can call in and leave voicemails. So if you made it this far, please, obviously you enjoy listening. So I will do a complete episode. Once I get to about, um, I'd say probably like 10 to 15 voicemails. Once I get to 10 voicemails at some point, I will do a whole episode dedicated to voicemails. We'll just listen to voicemails talking about, I would assume, Atlanta sports, but who knows? We'll probably, probably have some voicemails talking about stupid shit. But, um, like it. but yeah, so if you guys are listening, please go down there to the bottom of the description, click on that, leave a voicemail, and I will, I will play them um, in an episode. So um, now if you call me about like talking about like, the next game coming up, I'll play it. I'll play it during the next episode so that you get in there. But, um, but yeah. So so follow us, like us, listen to us, leave us voicemails, and um, go dogs, go Falcons, go Braves, go United, go, go Hawks. Drew. Oh oh, speaking of go Hawks, um, John Collins absolutely posterized <laughs> somebody the other night. And again, I, t- I think we talked about this in the opening. This is the best time in sports. So everybody just get ready. This has been I, – I got a pregnant wife and a one-year-old. I'm busy as hell. But there's no way I'm missing my opportunities to talk about the sports that are going on for the next, like, three to four months because it's going to be awesome and I can't wait. Oh, yeah. So you guys stay tuned, and uh, we'll catch you all next time. <laughs> Later. Peace.